The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Here's your host, your social worker with the microphone. Happy 2010, 2010. I'm going to say 2010. I like that better than 2010. Uh, you're listening to the Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmerica.com with my co-host, Lauren Deller Blake. How are you this morning, Lauren? Good morning, Catherine. I am ready for the new year. How you should be because both you and I took two weeks off. We were unavailable. <laughs> Uh, no one could get a hold of us. I mean, secretly, I did look at my emails. I was on a two-week cruise. How was it? It was really fun, but it, we had a good time. It was family, all family, 11 of us. Uh, it all, talk about two weeks on a cruise with your whole family. Yeah, um, and you're still talking to them. And <laughs> and let me tell you, all the family issues, all the stuff came up. with surprise, Did it right? Really? That's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you so want to actually have to work, feel... you did some social work. I did some social work. I really need. I regress, though. I regress. Doesn't uh, you know? You and I have talked about this, but when I spend time with my family, I regress. And I got to get a grip on myself. I don't want to give you examples, but um, you're uh, not going to, or you are. I will. Yeah, I want to hear. You know, I have all these male female issues because I grew up in a family. I have all. I have brothers, and I grew up in a very chauvinistic family. Uh huh. So when I get together with my family and my brothers and all the stuff, you know, and I'm the girl, back to being the girl, and I start acting that way. <laughs> I start acting that way, and I get really angry, but I really shouldn't be angry at my brothers or the family. I need to be angry at myself because I have to take charge. And I, as you know, I am a very take-charge person, but I regress, and that's okay. I think I mean, you just have something I mean, totally important, Catherine, and that's the difference between be, being the adult child and being the adult, and that is that you, you took full responsibility for regressing. Want to hear what happened? Yeah, I want to hear well, okay, we're on a cruise, so every night we don't necessarily eat breakfast and, and lunch together because there are different places that you can eat and people eat at different times. But the one thing we do is eat dinner every night together. Uh-huh. And it's formal and a big table. And the wait staff who's waiting on us, she is fawning all over the men. Okay. Oh. So you, <laughs> you know, then wanting to serve them and wait on them and, and, and I mean, and I didn't say anything. I saw, I didn't, I, for whatever reason, I should have said something to the head waiter. I, sh- I, I didn't say anything. And so this went on for two weeks. You know, she would, uh, you know, she was concerned about whether they got their drinks. So you can go on and on. But the service was really focused on the men. So, at so the end of the, interesting. Yeah. So at the end of the cruise, uh, 
they left her a big tip. I didn't leave her anything. Oh, my goodness. And so she lost a third of her tip. And oh, that's right. So I, you never told her why? I never told her why. I'll have, but uh, there is a, they give you this form to fill out uh, and ask you to fill out you know, about the service that you received in all areas, not just in the dining room, but every place else. So I'm filling out this form, and there's a place for, you know, that you check off the stuff, but there's also a place where you can write, you know, be descriptive about what happened, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing because you were so. What I find was amazing about the world is we find the people in the world that um, push our buttons to have us address our stuff. And, you know, she probably has male female issues too. You are so right. Say that again. I like that. I just think, and I say this all the time, that there's, we, we intermingle with the perfect people because the perfect people come into our space that pushes our buttons to address our stuff. Always. It happens every single time. Now, she probably has similar male-female problems, that you, not problems, issues that you have. You know, you're so right, and it does. It's really made me address. You're so right. I mean, it has. I mean, I've been thinking about it, and I'm, I'm, I was really angry at myself for not addressing the issue. Not with her. It should have been with the uh, Mater D, as a matter of fact, um, because he, too, was, you know, always addressing my brothers but forgot my name. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. You probably could address it so that it's not like, um, you know, bitchy and you know, degrading, but more so a learning opportunity because you're taking it and learning from it. As a social worker, she probably would take the information really well if you could address it from a social work perspective. Well, I also addressed it from a business perspective. I didn't give her oh, definitely it's yeah. required because everything is all inclusive. But you know, most people, if the service is really good, you'll leave an extra tip. Absolutely, uh, which I didn't, and see, she and I would have given as much as my brothers did, and I think they were very generous. So she missed. She really that was a third of her of her, you know, a, a whole piece that she didn't get. What's interesting is that she. I'm wondering. I mean, whoever knows what she's thinking, but she's probably thinking that the men at the table are leaving the tip exclusively. That's right, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She created. They did. I still have the exactly money in my she... pocket, so. Interesting. So yeah. did you ever address it with your brothers? Well, I started to address it. I'm going to, that's the other thing, yes. I'm going to address it in more detail with my brothers, yes. I haven't, no. But I will. So interesting. Yeah, so that was, but I, you know, I, I had a good time. It was, but, you know, you're right. I Obviously, there was someone there who brought up my issues, and uh, they always do. They, I mean, there's always somebody. You can't get away. It's, we're human. I had a great. But you don't have that. You're issue. human. Do you think do that you're you? always? I mean, that's not an issue. You grew up in a family of women. I have, yeah, definitely. There was more women. My my mother, me, my sister, the dog, even. Yeah. <laughs> and what was interesting, though, when I was um, eight, we adopt, we brought in two foster boys. So that totally changed the dynamic as of eight years old. So that was that's interesting, but I have to tell you, those years weren't as impressionable to me as the first eight. Yeah. Those are the most significant. Well, those most first significant years. I yeah. totally believe that. Yeah, the first five years. Uh, well, no, I do too. That's, you know, so what did, what did you do during your two weeks? I, um, 
I totally did. Well, I thought I really thought I was going to work a little bit every day and get you know do a little project. I did nothing. I mean, I did nothing. I played. I hung out with my daughter and my husband, and we looked at the Christmas tree. And then I take it down immediately after Christmas, and I got ready and I throw a really nice New Year's party. We had a really good time. Um, so, yeah, so I, I did very little. Uh, that's not true. We had company, no family. We had neighbors and friends come for Christmas. It was very casual, not a whole lot going on. But busy, I can't, it doesn't feel like I did nothing. Well, that's good. You need to take a break. Did you, while yeah. you were taking a break, I don't know if you read the New York Times, but there was a, there was a, it was, I think, last week, because I did read the New York Times online when I was on the cruise, and there was a, uh-huh. an article about Internet radio. How that oh, what did you learn? Let me hear. Oh, it was. I mean, the the message was internet radio is the way of. It's not so much the way of the future. It's now. That's the way to go. Internet radio. It was a big article. Interesting. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. As opposed to AM, or I mean, you can Google it and and uh, look at it online. But that, yeah, it was a that that is. I don't want to say the wave of the future. That inter, internet radio is now, and that. As we know, AM and FM radio are struggling. Interesting. Yeah, and it's just. Well, I do think it's changing. It. I spoke to someone yesterday who I think that we're going to see um, internet and TV um, online start merging. I think we're going to see more and more of that. Yeah, I do too. That's another. That's another piece of it. That's the future. That yeah, is the future, that's I think. Yeah. yeah, internet and TV online, all of that stuff. Um, we have two guests coming up we got uh in the next half hour the first one i think the first no the first one is anat banel and she's wrote a new book called move into life uh the nine essentials for lifelong vitality so you can she says you can be vital from 20 to 90 and she's got all this very specific ways in which how we can do that overcome I agree with pain. That. what I agree with that, vital from 20 to 90. I think 99, 100. 100, 99, 100, whatever. She's yeah, gonna, I do. Yeah. I think she's and then right. Joy Bauer, your them. inner skinny, four steps to thin forever. <laughs> you know Joy Bauer. She's the uh, nutritionist and the, I guess she's, the, oh, she's on the Today Show. She's on most every day, actually. She's the uh, expert, the expert nutritionist and diet expert for the Today Show. So she wrote a new book, and her book is the new Your Inner Skinny, Fun. Four Steps to Thin Forever. Do you think that's possible? She says you can lose up to seven pounds in a week, but that depends. I think that depends on how heavy you are. I mean, if you only have yeah. ten pounds to lose, I don't think you're going to lose seven pounds in and a you week. Don't do you don't want to. That's, I think it. Yeah, I don't, you wouldn't want to. No, I mean, if you're fifty pounds overweight, that's different. But um, so I don't know. I have, we we could ask her that. But so those are our two guests. Nice. It's all about. It seems to me when after New Year's, it's always about changing your life and doing things differently. And one of the things, of course, is losing weight. It's always that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you don't have to lose weight. I I could definitely don't have to lose weight. I'm just I'm working on gaining it. (laughs) Are you? you Seriously, you have to gain weight. People could hate you for that. I know. People always do. Yeah, yeah, I have to gain weight. I do. I need to gain weight, and I have to work out more so that I gain weight, which is crazy. People think I have to do more, you know, weight stuff. But, yeah, it's hard. It's That's me. I've been like this for 44 years. So if you have to gain weight, you mean you have to gain muscle mass, right? Yeah. 
That's and amazing. That's right, we're going to take a break. a lot to get that. Yeah, well, I could hate you for it as well as everybody else. You shouldn't even say that, but you have to gain it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's uh, interesting is people yeah. think it's just not fair, and it's like, but it's a lot of work. It it's is more a lot work, of work, I think but I don't feel bad for you. We're going to take a break. Lauren Beller, Blake, Catherine Zox, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. We are, uh, this is the Catherine Zox Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Coming up next is Annette Banel, or Baniel. And she's, her new book is Move Into Life, The Nine Essentials of Lifelong Vitality. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. There's nothing like getting involved in a great book. A lot of different genres have come to the forefront as some of the most discussed subjects of today. Whether it's sci-fi, fantasy, the vampire realm, or romance, join some of today's top authors on The Author Hour, your guide to fantastic fiction, hosted by Matthew Peterson. Get ready to explore the works with the authors themselves. Find out the how and the why and what inspired these geniuses of literary art. Tune in to The Author Hour, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com with my co-host, Lauren Beller-Blake, and our guest, Anat Benyel, author of Move Into Life, The Nine Essentials for Lifelong Vitality. And she says people of all ages are seeking greater vitality, which is true. We all want to feel good, look good, be free of pain, have energy, be emotionally awake and aware, mentally sharp and clear, feel comfortable, alive and fulfilled in mind and body. And in her book, and and, uh, Anat is a clinical psychologist, she shows us how to do that. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on, Anat. Thank you, Catherine and Lauren. Okay, so, well, let's talk about your book. You say we can be vital at any age. You know, we can feel good, not just at 20, but up to 90 years old. Um, Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of it has to do with how our brains work. Actually, a whole lot of it has to do with how our brain works. And Moving to Life speaks about what you can do to wake up your brain and get it to resume growing and creating new connections and new possibilities for you in your life. So you refer to the brain as the CEO of our body, mind, and heart. Yes. What does that mean? Well, what that means is that the, the, whatever are the patterns and habits, whatever we've learned in our life, uh, that's how we're going to work. Our brain manages and, and, and controls our body, our movements, our feelings, our thoughts, and our emotions. And in all those aspects of ourselves, we all have patterns that have been formed from birth on. And we need our habits. Without habits, we couldn't function. For humans, habits is what, in, what instincts are, you know, for animals. But um, when the habits get too deeply ingrained and we can't change anymore, we, we, it's hard for us to do anything New, for instance, after New Year, people make resolutions, and it's well known that most people don't keep to their resolutions, even though they really want to, and that is because of very deeply ingrained habits and patterns in the brain that if if we don't shift how the brain operates, we will just keep doing what we've done before. So what are you saying in that? That we start losing vitality and feel stuck and stiff and diminished. So how do we do? I mean, how do we do that? How do we make the changes? How do we make those changes happen in our brains so that we can physically, emotionally, feel more vital and not like stuck and and depressed? I mean, that's probably the extreme, but you know, just kind of like not feeling energized. So how do we? What do we do? Well, uh, the way I advocate it is uh, through the essentials, and I'll, I'll start with the first one in the book. Each one of the essentials literally wakes up the brain and gets it to form new connections, and there's lots and lots of research nowadays that confirms what I've known now for many years and worked with. And the first essential is um, movement with attention. So first of all, movement is uh, extremely important. We all know that exercise and health are very intimately related. I speak about movement because we move all the time. We exercise only part of the time. Now, when we move automatically, we will move, stand, and bend, and lift the arms, and move our legs in our habitual way. And over the years, we, we actually slowly get more and more rigid. But the moment we pay attention to our movement, 
a miraculous thing happens where the brain starts uh, creating uh, and building new connections and new patterns spontaneously. So you don't have to worry about it. All you ha- what the brain does, you, you can't control it directly, but all you have to do is pay attention to some of your movements some of the time. You can do it when you exercise. So, for instance, if you're on a treadmill, rather than the whole time have uh, earphones and listen to music or to something while you walk or run on the treadmill mindlessly, take uh, three minutes in the beginning, three minutes in the middle, and five minutes at the end and pay attention to yourself, to the different parts of your body and how you feel and what it is that you're moving when you walk or run. And then when you stop, you'll find out that you become lighter on your feet, it gets easier to walk, you can do it for a longer period of time. It's actually quite miraculous how it works. So, Annette, so are you saying that if you are mindful of the way you move, that that will help stimulate new brain activity and will feel better? Or are you saying that you ha- if you're mindful of the way you move, you may start to move in different ways? You don't do the same exercise all the time, and so when you do that, you're stimulating new parts of your brain. Uh, actually, uh, the, 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 I'd say both, but the first one, that means uh, the doing, you know, doing things in different ways is also very important, but the, the essential is actually paying attention to how you feel and how you move. You know, I use that. Uh, I've worked a lot with musicians and got, uh, they get really very quick changes and get over pain and stuckness in the way they perform the music, but I also do it with children with special needs. And it's, uh, with the little babies, it's quite remarkable because they, I move them. They, you know, I can't give them movement instructions, but I move them in a way that they actually attend and feel what I do with them, and they break through enormous limitations, sometimes within minutes. And there's research that was done on monkeys that shows that when they move without attention, there's no change in brain maps, and when they they, they build the situation so that they pay attention to their own movement, uh, brain maps uh, grow and change very, very quickly. Well, this so, is yes, important because to your most movement people, as you very described powerful. before, most people And since we move all the that. time, you know, even the way you make your coffee, the way you get in and out of the car, the way you get into your yoga pose, I mean, whatever you want, movement is everywhere all the time. All right, so the next thing you say is variation, which is another piece of all of this uh, yes. uh, the involves brain activity. What does that mean in terms of, of this theory, variation? What does that do for us? Well, what, uh, what first of all, what variation means, it means doing, it can mean two things. The most, co- the most common way of thinking about variation is doing new things. So you learn a new language or you visit a new country or you eat a new food, or, and which is all very good. <clears throat> However, we, sorry, uh, we tend to bring uh, our habits and patterns into the new things. So if you look at how people learn to dance, uh, I don't know, ballroom dancing, their posture usually doesn't change much. But the more, the kind of variation I focus more on, and it's inexpensive, and again, it's, you can do it anytime you want, is doing the same thing that you already do but in different ways. Or another way of t- uh, talking about it is like doing things, mistakes or intentionally wrong. So rather than trying to do things well right away, you say, okay, let me do it in different ways and let's experiment. Uh, very briefly, if I may tell a story, I worked with a world-famous cellist, 
and I had him play a very simple piece of music, and I told him, and he was, of course, a remarkable uh, musician, but I said to him, play badly. He had back pain and neck pain, and he was actually worried he wouldn't be able to continue playing. And I said to him, just play it for me, uh, twinkle, twinkle, little star, but play it badly. And he was so stunned, and, and I said, well, just imitate one of your little students that make mistakes. And he did that. Then I said, play badly in a second way, and in a third way, and in a fourth way. And when I asked him to play badly in a fifth way, he actually couldn't think of a way to do it. And when he stopped doing those mistakes, I said, now just play. The pain was gone. Because when you do variations, what it does, it gives your brain new experiences, new information from which it can problem solve for you. If you just keep harping the same way over and over again, the, the poor brain has no resources to work with. And so, so variations or making mistakes, I even work with kids that need to learn how to do math. I get them on purpose to do things wrong. I get them on purpose to write in a wrong way. Because when you know to do something on purpose wrong, guess what? Then you can do it on purpose right. It really works very well. So don't do your yoga pose just perfect. Do it a little wrong this way, a little wrong that way. Hit the golf ball a little wrong. Talk, uh, you know, writes. If you are working on writing, I'm working now on my next book, and it's like uh, every time I try to do it right, I get stuck. Then I said, just do it a little this way, a little this way, and then all of a sudden things flow. That's amazing. Uh, You know, I I guess it's I had never I have never heard of of this approach to be you know, and um, I have to tell you, once I finish the the show this morning i'm going to try that because i've had a few aches and pains in my legs so i'm thinking about what i can do you know based on your on this information yeah let me just throw to you your opinion like i'll tell you three things real quick two more very important essentials by the way what all the essentials do just in slightly different ways is provide the brain with new information Basically, that the brain starts, uh, you feel and perceive differences and get new information. And in, the brain is an information machine. And the more you provide it with information, the better it performs for you. So uh, new information, uh, basically information and new information is the same thing. But um, and the, So the next one is slowing down. So whatever movement you do or exercise you do, slow down. Slow gets the brain attention, the brain's attention fast we can only do what we already know so when we go fast when it's important to be able to do things fast but we can count on it that it'll be what we've done before if we want to give an opportunity for change and discovery we have got to slow down very very important we and we're going to have to stop on this one i want to uh, tell our listeners they can go to your website, AnnetteBanielleMethod.com, so for more information, and also the book, Move, in, uh, Move Into Life, The Nine Essentials for Lifelong Vitality, and that is the founder of Annette Benel Method, director of the Annette Benel Method Center in San Rafael, California, clinical psychologist, lots of information, AnnetteBanielleMethod.com. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. Thank you, Catherine and Lauren. Even though you were very quiet, I had a great time with you guys. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Catherine Zock Show of VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Lauren Beller-Blake. We're going to take a short break. Coming up next is Joy Bauer, nutrition expert for the Today Show and author of the book, Your Inner Skinny, Four Steps to Thin Forever. (laughs) 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Are you living with passion, purpose, and play? Are you ready to overcome your fears, claim your power and purpose to make your mark on the world, but don't know where to start? Tuck Self, the Rebel Bell, will inspire and empower you to squeeze as much juice and joy out of life as possible. You'll find your passion, live on purpose, and do it all with a boatload of play. Join this amazing voice for Tuck Talk every Monday at 6 p.m. in the East and 3 p.m. in the West on the Voice America Variety Channel. Live rebelliciously and on your terms. It's sex education like you've never heard before. Want to improve your love life? You know, that love life. Join sexual wellness expert and certified erotic educator Jaya for Sex with Jaya. She'll bring you cutting-edge techniques to expand your erotic repertoire. Jaya will offer advice and speak with guests who will shed light on everything to do with sex. You can even listen together with that special someone. Sex with Jaya is broadcast live every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. I'm your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com with my co-host, Lauren Beller-Blake. And joining us this morning is Joy Bauer, nutrition expert for the Today Show. I'm a loyal fan, and her new book is Your Inner Skinny, Four Steps to Thin Forever. And actually, on the cover of the book, Joy, welcome to the show, you say you can lose up to seven pounds this week. Um, I have to ask you about that because if you're not that much overweight, can you really lose? If, let's say if you have 10 pounds to lose, can you lose 7 pounds in a week? Um, and, and you know what? It's, it's a great question, and I'm really glad that you asked me. This is how I got that number. Before we went to publication on the book, I took the plan and I put about 100 people from all over the country, all walks of life, on the diet. And believe it or not, seven pounds was the average weight loss in the first week. So it's a real valid tested number. That's amazing. Well, how, all right, so tell us, how can you do, I mean, seven pounds in a week um, and only in four steps, four, um, four steps, then forever. How do you do it? What are the steps? What do we need well, to do? The, the first week is step one, and I call it release, because basically what I'm doing is I'm helping you strip away all of your negative eating habits. And it's a great time to do that because so many people are bouncing off 
um, from the holiday season of overindulging and, you know, family and um, work gatherings and get-togethers. And, of course, we all overindulge. But in this first week, it's really important, and it's only seven days. You blink and it's over. But I take away added salt, alcohol, added sugars, real sugar, and also artificial sweeteners. And that's because I want to get rid of the taste of sweet on your taste buds and also in your mind. It's going to help crush those cravings going forward. And, of course, there are loads of lean proteins balanced with fresh and frozen produce. So you're never hungry. You're drinking a lot of water. You're losing the bloat. You're melting away fat. And you're watching the numbers go down on the scale. And it's only seven days. That's step one. By the time you get to step two, I slowly incorporate all of those foods that we love to eat, whether it be dark chocolate or the starchy carbs or um, low-fat ice cream, occasional glasses of wine or champagne or, or other alcoholic drinks. So it all comes back to you after that first week. But it's, it's, a, it's an empowering first week because, you know, like I said, seven pounds on average is what people have lost. So when you, okay, so you get rid of all that stuff in the first week, but as you say, if it's only seven days, it's one week, I mean, the end is in sight. I think that's what's important. So you feel like, it, you don't feel like you're depriving yourself because it's only a week. It's not. In a flash, in a yeah, flash. In a, and, you know, ironically what happens is when, when you're ready to start week two, uh, step two, which lasts for two weeks, um, a lot of people feel so darn good from step one. You know, they've been writing in. I have a Facebook and Twitter. I'm he- hearing all these people say, can I stay on step one for another week or two? And you, know, and you can if you want, but I don't encourage it because the weight continues to come off in step two. And I really want to show people how to lose weight eating the very same foods they're going to be eating after the weight is lost because that's where my claim comes. You keep this weight off forever. We've got a good track record. So what happens when on that step two, the, the relearning how to eat, as you say? Because you also, you mentioned, and I think this is a real key, portion control. Because I think that's a huge, a huge issue, that whole issue of portion control. We don't seem to be, I think that a lot of people are overweight or get fat because they, maybe even they eat good food, but they eat too much of it. But you're exactly right. And what I do in step two is I take the foods that were eliminated in step one and I put them back in in portion-controlled amounts. So you get to pick and choose what you want to integrate, whether it be, you know, a glass of wine or a sweet potato or artificial sweeteners. But there are certain amounts that you now learn to recognize and memorize um, so that the weight continues to come off. Do you think, Joy, are artificial, there's always a debate about that, artificial sweeteners. You're recommending them, you say that's okay, or is it better just not to have anything sweet or just a tiny bit of real sugar? Uh, you know, it, that is such a loaded question, and it's a great question, and a lot of people have that very same question. I'm not an advocate of artificial sweeteners, but... I do recognize that they can be a great weight loss tool. I'm not against regular sugar either. One packet equals one teaspoon, and whether it's white sugar, brown sugar, honey, it's all approximately 20 calories per teaspoon. But people have to remember there are three teaspoons and a tablespoon. Um, so, so the question here is, do you go for something that has a little bit of calories or do you go straight for artificial sweeteners? I don't know what they're going to find out 10 years from now about these artificial sweeteners. The FDA says that they're safe. I just think from a cravings perspective, 
if you're always eating things, even if it's zero calories, that put the taste of sweetness in your mind, on your taste buds, you're going to always want sweet. And that's not a great thing. I like people to taste and learn to love um, real food, naked, you know, yeah. in its natural state. That's the way we're supposed to be eating things. And there are so many great spices and seasonings that don't have any controversy that you can jazz your food up with, and that's what I want people going towards. Yeah, I agree with you, Joy, because I think getting into, as you say, if getting away from all of this, the, the sweetness and, and kind of the craving for that, but get used to there are wonderful spices, as you say, and all kinds of like fresh naked food. Hadn't heard the word naked food, but I like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and learn to like it and learn to appreciate the taste. I think we're better off. I agree with you. I don't know. What do you think, Lauren? I mean, I think that's I totally the best. agree. And yeah. I, you know, I can just speak from having a almost four-year-old who's been eating more sweets than normal the past couple of weeks, and that's all she's been asking me for the past couple of days. I want a cookie. I want something, you know. They get a, right. We immediately get ourselves addicted to it. How could you not love these high-calorie, high-sugar, high-fat? They, they taste delicious. You know, I'm a nutritionist, yeah. and I'm admitting it. They taste delicious, yeah. and they're addictive. Because yeah, there, there's an addictive quality mind to and your Yeah, your taste buds get used to um, being satisfied on that kind of food. It's really hard not to crave it. But the idea, again, going back to that step one, is when you strip away all of those foods, let me tell you, it's amazing how you start to crave these naked, wholesome foods because it's what you know. You're not having the temptation of those other foods that are, you know, more so than just unhealthy. Now, the next step you have, Joy, is step three, which is reshape, reshape. What's, what is reshape? How do we do that? Okay. Well, at this point, you're full-fledged into the plan. Everything fits in. Um, I even, you know, show you how to work in GASP, occasional fast food. So it, there's nothing off limits here. And it, it likes step two. You're just learning how to portion things so you know the weight continues to come off. And you stay on step three until you reach your goal. Um, with all the steps, even starting on the regimented, you know, it's sort of like a cleanse. Step one, I show you how to eat out in restaurants. So you, you're never stuck um, in your home canceling social plans. It's not where you eat, it's what you eat. So by the time you get to step three, everything that you're dreaming of or fantasizing about can, in fact, fit in. And then step four is a reveal. You are at your goal. I show you how to find your maintenance groove. I show you how to bank calories, how to splurge every once in a while, then bring it right back, how to check uh, your status on your weight so that you never, ever gain this weight back again. Because you put so much energy and effort into losing weight. I don't ever want people to go back to square one. So tell us two things because you just brought up. I want you like restaurants. Give us an example. How do you eat in a restaurant following, you know, the, the four steps so that you don't have to cancel so you can go out and you can enjoy yourself and you're not sitting there not eating? How do you do that? What I, I'm going to give you an example of step one because this is the most strict regimented first seven days, um, and then you'll, you'll get the idea of how much food you can have and uh, flexibility in restaurants, and it only gets better from there. So let's say breakfast. For breakfast, you could either have a bowl of oatmeal with some fresh fruit, coffee or tea, or you can have a voluminous egg white omelet with 
any vegetable, spinach, mushrooms, onions, fresh fruit salad on the side, or one slice of whole wheat toast, again, coffee or tea. Just got to be careful with what's going on the toast. If you can eat it dry, better. When it comes to lunch, you can get a large tossed salad topped with grilled chicken, an array of vegetables, two dashes of olive oil with unlimited balsamic or red wine vinegar. If you're lucky enough to have a restaurant that offers up a low-calorie or low-fat dressing, you know, absolutely take advantage. Um, and then for dinner, you can get grilled, baked, roasted fish, a skinless poultry, a lean steak like a sirloin or a filet mignon, with a double order of either sautéed or steamed vegetables because in that first seven-day period, I remove the starchy carbohydrate with dinner. And any restaurant will accommodate someone saying, you know, hold the potatoes or the rice or the pasta and instead double me, double me up on the vegetables. All right, so that sounds so simple. I mean, and, and, and easy to do, as you say. And, yes, everything that you described you can get in most any restaurant, so there's no excuse for not being able to follow the diet and also being able to go out and entertain and be in restaurants. One last thing, what happens, you know, sometimes people slip and they, they you know, first step, second step, whatever, and they stay not doing what they're supposed to do and they say, well, I blew the whole thing, so I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to go back to it. How do you get back to it? It's okay if you maybe slip back and you don't follow the plan. you got to get back into it, right? How do you do that? It's human. And you know what? The, the most successful dieters that I have worked with that have lost hundreds and hundreds of pounds and have kept it off, they weren't perfect throughout my plan. They had slip-ups. I assume people are going to have slip-ups. And you either, you know, shake yourself off and you get right back on track at the next meal or snack or the next morning. And I think one of the most empowering things that you can do for yourself is that next morning take a walk or put on an exercise video or hit the gym because if you start the morning after a bad day exercising you will get rid of bloat and water weight suddenly your mood is enhanced you've got back that can do mojo and you're ready to you know get right back on track Great advice. We are, we've got about 30 seconds to go. Go to your website, joybauer.com. Buy the book, uh, Your Inner Skinny, Four Steps to Thin Forever. Great book, and you're on the front. You look fabulous. I, Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a risky cover. You're a great advertisement for, for your diet, I can say that. <laughs> anyway, great having you on the show again. Thanks so much, Joy. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. Lauren Deller-Blake, Catherine Zox, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. It's the Catherine Zox Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone. And uh, don't go away because Lauren and I have lots more to talk about. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
total career success. What does it mean to you? Voice America presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for total career success on Voice America. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america There's nothing like getting involved in a great book. A lot of different genres have come to the forefront as some of the most discussed subjects of today. Whether it's sci-fi, fantasy, the vampire realm, or romance, join some of today's top authors on The Author Hour, your guide to fantastic fiction, hosted by Matthew Peterson. Get ready to explore the works with the authors themselves. Find out the how and the why and what inspired these geniuses of literary art. Tune in to The Author Hour, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll free number is 866 472 5788. That number again is 866 472 5788. We're back and you're listening to the Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmericaVariety.com with Lauren Beller Blake. Catherine and Lauren, I'm your social worker with the microphone. It's 2010, so we're talking about uh, what are we talking about? How to stay thin, get thin. Uh, be vital. This is all the stuff we want to do somehow in January. I think everybody's striving to do that, right, Lauren? I think so. I just saw I an AOL this not, morning. It, it, do you know who the biggest decade, loser trainer is? Do you ever watch The Biggest Loser, Jillian Michaels? You know, she's the girl trainer, woman trainer. Yeah, well, I'd only after you mentioned it, I saw it the other night. So I said, i got to see what Catherine's watching. So, yeah, I did see it the other night, last week. Well, she said, this is interesting, and she, there was an article, this comes from, and I'm quoting, uh, this is, I found this online, so, um, this, but there's a picture of her, and she's, this Jill, Jillian says, what, 
she says that this season they're getting people who are heavier than ever, like the fattest contestants wow. ever. And they've wow. got one who weighs in at 520, 526 pounds, Lauren. Oh, my God. And she's worried because she feels that she's actually concerned about their medical safety, apparently. I bet. Mm-hmm. And that I guess she has no control over, you know, they, she's not the producer of the show. She's just the trainer. But she says the contestants keep getting bigger and bigger. And um, she said as a trainer, she doesn't have any say over the challenges. And she, But she says she worries about them because, you know, she's afraid that, you know, they could some, something serious could happen to them as they're doing all this exercise and stuff. And um, so she sees that as a problem. You know, I wonder, are the people getting bigger because our society is getting bigger or they're getting more brave and applying? Um, I, well, that's a good question. I think there are more bigger people. I see more people. I saw somebody on the beach. My brother and I were on the beach in one of those islands on this cruise, and yep. it was, um, I think it was in the Turks and Caicos, and this woman was probably my size, and she must have weighed 350 pounds. Wow. And she could hardly walk to the water, and, and her oh. husband was helping her walk. I mean, and there were more people like that. Um, so maybe both. I, I don't yeah. know, and I, but I think what you're saying is people are braver, I think, and they want to be on television, and they're coming Well, they want out, help, and they see other people big, so they say, why not me? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so 500, 526 pounds is, is, is amazing. I, I don't know. A lot of weight. Yeah. Um, well, the new season kicks off on Tuesday, so we'll see. Now, I, I'm fascinated with the show. What I can see think? why. I did watch one, one episode, and um, I could see why. It's, it's also watching people literally transform their lives. Yeah, you have to. They, you transform your life over a period of what I don't know how many months they're there at what they at the ranch or wherever they call it. But then you have to go home, and you know the whole dynamics of why someone gets you know from I, I'm a social worker. I mean, you know, emotionally, there's a reason why someone allow themselves to get that heavy, and that you have to deal with when you get home. Because what exactly. if you get home with a husband who's like also 400 pounds? You you're back. You know, you lost 300 pounds. What yeah, happens? There's also as a social worker, you know that food is just a, it's just your relationship with it. So have you changed your relationship and how, what's your family's relationship with it is really the question. And I maintain there has to be an enabler. If you're eating, if you're young and you live with, uh, with a spouse or live with your parents, I think that there's people in the family usually who, who are enabling you, who on some level want you to maintain that weight and who feed you. Yeah. Exactly. There's got to be. And that has that dynamic changed? No, not unless you do. I mean, it doesn't change. These people are, I, I can't, because they're not with their families. That's the whole thing. I think they, they stay in this, I call it a ranch, but this, I think that's what they call it. I'm not sure, but they have to stay there and they are separate for, or separated from their families. So yeah. I don't know what happens afterwards or how they do that. Like whether, you know, in terms of dealing with their issues with a psychologist or a counselor because you have to do that yeah it's probably it's got to be part of it don't you think mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know if it's part of the program, um, but if you're going to keep the weight off, it, it would have to be. Or you have to end your relationship. I mean, there's a lot of stuff involved in, in that except overeating life. It's not just somebody who's 20 pounds overweight or, you know, overweight because they got older or they're inactive or they're sick. But when you start getting into 100-plus pounds overweight, there are a lot of psychological issues. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, Isn't it um, funny? Yeah, I'm noticing with Facebook, I don't know if you're using Facebook so much, but I'm no- noticing as I'm watching people, you, you watch people get older, you know, like, and you now see pictures, I'm like, oh, wow, she's gained weight. Oh, wow, he's gained weight. <laughs> so it's so funny because my, I might not have seen them, you know, but now I'm seeing them. So I'm seeing that as a society, as we age, we generally gain weight. Yeah, you do because you well, you become less active in lots of reasons. I think I think people substitute food for sex as they get older. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's a, you know food is is it's a sensual experience, and I think that people have less tend to they have less sex as they get older and they eat more. That's, that's interesting. That's the Catherine Zox theory. <laughs> that's your philosophy. Yeah, and they drink more because that's another sensual pleasure. So if you substitute and you had more sex, you wouldn't eat as much. That's what I think. Oh, oh that's interesting. Before we close, because face this, Gil Hirsch is, uh, is the founder of face.com, face.com. F-A-C-E. F-A-C-E. And what he, he talks about the security on face. He, if you go to his website, um, he... Uh, talks about you know the security issues with Facebook, yeah, and some of the things that you can do to protect yourself, and to always yeah. remember that anything that you have on Facebook, anything you have on Facebook is then it's out there in the world. That's it. Yeah, it's true. And so to be very careful about what you put out there. So are you not using Facebook these days? I haven't, no, I'm not. But I think there's a clear, I think for business, I, I think it's, and that's another show because I, I met some younger people who are using it for business and it's been incredible. Yeah. I have a, a personal, I'm not so sure. Business, I think yes. It has a, because it has a, it's a, it, yeah, if you're using it for, 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 for business and marketing and stuff like that, I think it's really cool, but I'm not so sure about for personal stuff. I think that's how a lot of people are using it. I agree with I sort of do a mix of personal business on my website or on my Facebook page, but I agree with you. There's something there. Yeah, and when you're younger, you tend to share more, uh, maybe things that you wouldn't necessarily want to share later on or ten years from now, five years from now. A lot now, of people but, say that, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's but, out there and that's it. Whereas if it's for business, it's just, you know, it, there are different constraints for that. It's the same thing that you would do for just a, you know, a more... Uh, you know, conservative marketing thing, whatever. Exactly. 30 seconds to go. We have to say goodbye. Crazy. Have a great week. Have a great week. Happy 2010. Lauren Deller Blake and Catherine Zox, we wish you a happy new year. And you're listening to VoiceAmericaFriday.com, the Catherine Zox Show, your social worker with a microphone. I hope you all had a great time this morning, and we'll see you next week.
hope you have enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.